This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about retirement planning during the COVID-19 crisis. We've been getting a lot of questions lately, like, Mary, I really wanted to retire this year, but with this crisis and with what's happened in the market, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Or people saying, you know, I've had so much change and there's so much uncertainty. Is this really going to knock my retirement plans off kilter and am I going to have to work several more years? So I wanted to address uh, what has changed because of this pandemic. I want to address what hasn't changed during this pandemic. And then I want to address what to be thinking about doing right now if you are somebody who's ready to be doing some retirement planning. Okay, so let's start off with what has changed. Obviously, there's a lot of turmoil and uncertainty in the market right now, but when it really comes down to it with retirement planning, what has changed? Here's the three things that I think have changed the most for people. Number one, it's pretty likely that the balances in your investments have changed and not likely to be for the positive. Number two, I think it's likely that your confidence level has changed. It's probably gone down in terms of what you think you're going to be capable of from a retirement perspective. And number three, I'm seeing that a lot of people's work security, paycheck security has changed as well. This is a time that we've never seen before where people are out of work, people are furloughed, Some people are working and getting paid even though they're not actually working or maybe they're working remotely. So the job security that we've had in the past has certainly changed during this time. So those are the things that have changed with retirement planning. So let's put a little bit of that in perspective. So according to Valor Capital, then there has been three major market downturns since the year 2000. We had the dot-com bubble that went from the year 2000 to 2002. We had the financial crisis that went from 2007 to 2009. And now we have the COVID-19 crisis that really started out in February of 2020. And we don't know how long that's going to go. The thing about the downturns is that each one is unique, right? Nothing is ever down because of a reason that we've had in the past. There's never an exact same reason (laughs) that the market goes down. It's always something new. And because it always is something new, then we can, I believe, take that as a bit of comfort in knowing that we don't see the same things happening over and over again, but we do tend to see some patterns emerge. Now, just because things have happened in the past is certainly no guarantee that they're going to happen in the future. But here's what I want to, to kind of share with you. The dot-com bubble had 25 months where the market was down, and it took 42 months to get back up to a full recovery. 42 months. So that is quite a bit of time before we got to full recovery. The financial crisis, though, even though we remember it more clearly and it felt so much harsher, was shorter. The financial crisis, we had 17 months where the market was down and it took 36 months to get to a full recovery. Now, we don't know how long the market's going to be down with this COVID-19 issue. We don't know how long it's going to take to get to full recovery, and we don't know what the world's going to look like on the other side of it. However, 
that leads me into knowing what hasn't changed. And I think that's a huge thing that we have to pay attention to when it comes to retirement planning. So here's some things that have not changed. The Medicare system has not changed. Social Security has not changed. Sequence of returns risk being a big issue for retirees has not changed. And the basics of estate planning have not changed. And those four things are all critical pieces of someone's retirement planning. And so because none of those things have fundamentally changed during this crisis, it does give you a very solid footing for what things to be paying attention to, what things to be putting together, and what things to be researching and understanding so that your retirement plan is actually very solid. Now, when we think about the Medicare system, let's tackle that first. Medicare still starts at age 65 for people. Medicare is a complex system. You have Medicare Part A, Part B, Part D, as in drug, and a supplement. You might notice that I skipped over Medicare Part C, (laughs) and that's its whole other animal called uh, Advantage Health Plans, Medicare Advantage. And so the Medicare system has a lot of moving pieces to navigate. So when you're doing your retirement planning during the COVID-19 pandemic, the Medicare system itself hasn't changed. The rules are the same, and the coverages that you're entitled to are the same as well. In fact, if anything, they're bulked up a little bit because there's some additional coverages available that are free because of the COVID-19 virus. But essentially, the system works the same. You getting signed up for it, you starting it at certain ages, your eligibility, those things are all still the same. The next thing, like I said, that's the same as Social Security. Social Security still triggers off something called your full retirement age, and your full retirement age completely depends on the year you were born. For most people, it's going to be between ages 65 to 67, and Social Security has its own set of rules. In fact, there's over 600 different combinations that a married couple can choose to take their Social Security in, so it has a lot of complexity too. However, none of these rules have changed during this COVID-19 pandemic. Social Security still allows you to take your Social Security as early as age 62, And by the way, if you are widowed, it can be as early as age 60. And Social Security will continue to increase in value for most people until age 70, but it won't increase in value beyond age 70. So age 70 is typically the latest date that you would want to take your Social Security. So Social Security for many people is a foundational building block of their income strategy during retirement. We don't know what Social Security is going to look like in the future. We are already getting information that says that at some point in time, they're likely to cut benefits, but we don't know when, we don't know how much, and we don't know who's going to be affected. So we always have to plan for what we know right now today. And what we know today is your Social Security is based off of your full retirement age and your work and income history. And those things have not changed due to this current pandemic. The next thing that hasn't changed is estate planning. Estate planning still has the same fundamental needs to be done when it comes to overall retirement planning. And what we recommend is that everyone have at minimum what's called a three pack of documents. Number one, you want to have a will. 
And a will is at its very base level going to say, this is who gets my stuff when I die. Now, a lot of people have what we call an I love you will. They have a very simple will. They're married to someone and they say, honey, I love you. You can have all my stuff. (laughs) Some wills are a little bit more complex, especially if there's minor children involved or minor grandchildren or special needs family members or maybe someone who has issues with money or addiction issues and people don't want to leave them a large sum of money for, for many reasons. So there can be some complexity inside of a will when you're trying to figure out how you want to leave your stuff to the next generation. That kind of a complexity requires some discussion with your financial advisors and with your attorneys. And your financial advisor and attorney should be collaborating to make sure that everything you're doing in your financial planning is aligning with everything you're doing in your estate planning documents with your attorney. At the end of the day, the financial advisor, generally speaking, has a broader awareness of what your financial situation is and how things might need to be lined up in your estate planning documents. However, the attorney is the one that has to draft those documents, and that's why that collaboration is so important for people. Okay, that's document number one in the three-pack. Document number two is a financial power of attorney. Now, financial power of attorney typically is a standby document. It means it's not effective unless there's a triggering event. So if you are unable mentally or physically to handle your financial affairs, then the financial power of attorney is no longer a standby document and now becomes a document that can be relied upon. And this is just giving someone the ability to help you handle your financial affairs while you're alive. The third document in the three pack is the healthcare power of attorney. Now that's a little bit broader than a living will, but essentially what it's gonna do is say, pull the plug or don't pull the plug, and here's who I want to make healthcare decisions for me if I'm not able to do it myself. Again, it's a standby document until the point where you can't do it yourself, and then it becomes a document that has some teeth to it. Now, the two powers of attorneys that I mentioned are only applicable while you're alive. The moment you die, the powers of attorneys are now null and void. And the powers in the will take over, and whoever you've named as the executor of your will is the one that's going to have the power to deal with everything in your estate. So that's why it's a three-pack of documents that covers you while you're alive and also once you're not. And it really does help you tie up all of the things that are important to tie up when it comes to planning. Now, the last thing that hasn't changed that I want to talk about when it comes to retirement planning during this COVID-19 crisis is something called sequence of returns risk. And sequence of returns risk is all about having a negative market during the five years leading up to retirement or the first five years of retirement. And guess what? We're in it right now. Obviously, we've had a market downturn. So anybody who's in their first five years of retirement or within five years of retirement, this is something for you to pay attention to. The sequence of returns risk is an issue. And the sequence of returns risk basically says that if you have this negative downturn and you're pulling money from the accounts that just lost a lot of money, it could create an environment for you where you might not be able to recover. So even though market recovery might happen over time, your accounts may not if you're pulling money from them while they're significantly down. 
We call this time frame, the five years before retirement and the five years after retirement, we call that the fragile decade because negative market downturns during that 10-year period can create such a bad impact for retirees. Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named the 2020 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list for the third year running. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. Okay, we've talked about what has changed during this pandemic, and we've talked about some of the things that have not changed, that are fundamental pieces of retirement planning, things that haven't changed during this pandemic. Now I want to talk about some things of how to plan now for retirement during the COVID-19 crisis. So we just talked about sequence of returns risk and how it can damage your portfolio if you have to pull money out of accounts that are significantly down due to the recent market volatility. So one thing I wanna say is if you are already in retirement, and you are in a position where you do have to pull from accounts, you're living on income from accounts that have had a significant negative impact, I would highly encourage you to give us a call or talk to your financial advisor about the best way to handle that. I don't know how your accounts are set up, so I can't give blanket advice about that in this type of um you know, uh, mode of a radio show, podcast type of mode. But what I can say is this, is there are ways for you to structure exactly where you're taking money from inside many investments and determining where you want your income to come from during a market downturn could be something that really helps prop up the long-term value of your portfolio. But you have to talk to an advisor, so give us a call. We can help look at what you're taking your money from, understand how it's invested, and help you strategically figure out where's the best place to take income from so that you don't damage your portfolio significantly long-term. But for those of you who are planning for retirement, who aren't there already yet, then the answer to this sequence of returns risk issue, the answer to planning for retirement is using the concept that we call a bucket plan. And a bucket plan basically allocates your money into three different buckets. We have a now bucket, which is money that we really want to be liquid and available. Usually this is money that is in a bank protected by an FDIC guarantee of some type. And that money is to be used for things in the next year. It's where your emergency fund should live. And it's where if you have any planned expenses that we would house money that we know you're going to spend short term. The second bucket is called the soon bucket. And the second bucket is where we want to position investments that are more conservative. And the soon bucket is where we want to take income from when you are ready to retire. So the financial planning that we do really helps isolate and understand how much money you're likely to utilize during your retirement. And then we position about the next 10 years worth of income need in that soon bucket into something that is more conservative. And then that's where we pull income from. That allows all of the rest of your investments to sit out in the later bucket, which is more long-term growth focused. And if that later bucket is impacted by market volatility, 
most of the time that's going to be okay. It's not ideal, but it's okay because if you don't need that money for 10 or more years, there's a very high likelihood that the market will have had a chance to recover before you actually have to utilize any of that money. Now, if you already had all your money out there sitting in the later bucket, and you're now saying, well, gosh, I I understand that I should move some into my soon bucket. I understand I should move some to something more conservative, but I don't really want to do that while the market's so low. That's a very good point. So what should you do then? We should do the planning. We should identify what the numbers are right now of what's the ideal amount to have in your soon bucket, and then craft a strategy for how to move money into that in the next few years. So as the market recovers, how do you move money into that soon bucket in the most effective way? Is there anything you should position there now? It totally depends on how your portfolio is set up. So figuring out how to get things moved into the bucket planning strategy is a very critical piece of retirement planning during the COVID-19 crisis because it's not something where we can just slam everything in there especially from accounts that have already had a significant market decline. So creating a bucket plan, adjusting it as recovery happens, and then following it for your retirement is really how to plan now for retirement during this pandemic. Now, A lot of people also like to pair that with what we call a what-if analysis. So what-if analysis looks at, here's where we are now, what if certain things happen? What if the market never recovers? What does that look like for long-term retirement? What if it recovers quickly? What if you work for three more years versus what if you work for six more years? And so we can look at these different scenarios and we can forecast out with a variety of different factors in there whether or not you are likely to have a successful retirement. And that kind of forecasting, that kind of what if planning is especially impactful right now when we're trying to determine what's the best choices to make during this pandemic. Then the last thing that I wanna say is important to do now is what I call a quality check. A quality check is looking at the investments that you have and understanding if you're positioned in the best way possible to recover whenever we have market recovery. There are absolutely certain holdings that are better than others. And we use a system called Morningstar to analyze that. So we can look at a portfolio and we can say these holdings are above average and these holdings are below average. And I don't understand why anybody would want to try to recover in a market with something that's a below average performer. (laughs) Not when there's above average performers that they could transition to instead. So a lot of people are paralyzed with indecision right now about making changes. And what I'm saying is that changes right now can still be beneficial as long as the money that you have is always aligned with the time frame of when you're going to use it and is having a quality check as part of the decision-making process. Okay, that gives you a handful of things on how to plan now. Getting a bucket plan created, designed, and figuring out your strategy of how to move into it, potentially over time as market recovery happens. Doing some what-if analysis in terms of forecasting the different scenarios that could play out in your life and seeing how they impact your long-term financial situation. 
and doing a quality check of your portfolio, looking at what's in it and what should possibly be tweaked in order to set you up for the best potential recovery possibilities. Those are the things of how to plan now for retirement during the COVID-19 crisis. Now, all of these types of things are things that our financial advisors can help you with. And the very first thing to do is just to call and set up a Zoom conference. We use video conferencing to meet with people right now. And we can just have a very good discussion about your personal situation. We call this a value assessment meeting. We're trying to assess whether or not there'd be value for you in working with us. And if there is, (laughs) you're probably going to work with us. And if there's not, you probably won't. But no harm in having that first conversation to see whether or not this might be a right fit and we can help you with your personal planning as you move forward. So reach out, give us a call, talk to Kelsey, talk to Julie, and we'll uh, get you scheduled for a Zoom call and uh, see what we can do to help you with your retirement planning during the COVID-19 crisis. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Stirk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555. Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list includes 10 recipients per state. The award is based on qualitative and quantitative data. Rating thousands of wealth advisors with a minimum of seven years of experience and weighing factors like revenue trends, assets under management, compliance records, industry experience, and best practices. The word is not based on portfolio performance or client reviews. There is no fee in exchange for rankings. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.